Hey, I'm Jasper. You're listening to Noise Complaints. I have a super special guest in studio today. I'm really excited about it. Um, I have uh, Gal Grayson, a.k.a. Patrick Garrity, with me. Hello. How are you? I'm doing great. Oh, Get, that's a lot of reverb. I'm getting a lot of verb, yeah. We have a super... Um, is that just in my headphones, or is that... I like it. I'm into it. Well, what it was... See, I'm turning it up now. It was coming through uh, the, 50, the 58 that we have set up. Okay. Uh, also got Duncan in studio. How are you doing, Duncan? I'm good. I just wanted to stop by and yeah. say hi. Yeah. Thanks for dropping in. Sure. Um, we're doing... the action. <laughs> we've got... Um, I've never done this before. We have a, like a micro setup in Studio A. Uh, Patrick's going to perform some selections from throughout his catalog, uh, some from Fantasy Gardens, his new record, some from uh, from the past. And then I heard he also might take some requests. Yeah, I would love to. If anybody, uh, if anyone wants to call in, I can also give relationship advice. Uh, <laughs> Don't take and, it. <laughs> uh, especially while Duncan's here, I feel like we could have some really good back and forth. I, I uh, think so, yeah, uh, sure. If anybody has any questions, wants some perspective, um, We've seen it all, so um, yeah, just give us a call. It's six zero four eight two two CITR. Is that right? Correct. Right. Wow. Oh, what I didn't. Pro. I actually didn't know that the two four eight seven stood for CITR. Eight two two is UBC. UBC CITR. Got you. Okay. Well, yeah. The number again is six zero four eight two 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 four eight seven. Patrick, I'm I'm really happy to have you. you. Your new record is is. One of my favorite records oh, right so. now. It's in heavy rotation. It's called Fantasy Gardens. It's um, it's just lovely. I was reading the uh, the the blurb on Jazz Records, and it called it uh, Elysian Elysian pop ballads mm. with a soft focus, mm. <laughs> which I thought was Little, beautiful language for 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 the record. How how do you did you write that copy? I did or? write that copy. Yeah, yes. it's great. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's um. It's a little tongue-in-cheek, perhaps, but, you know, got to cut through the noise when you're trying to get people's attention. And sure. saying that you make Elysian pop music, you know, people stop and take take notice. Yeah, absolutely. So. Um, I, I don't, I mean, maybe it was written tongue-in-cheek, but I think, I thought it was really, really beautiful language to describe the music because it does have this sort of soft, sort of dreamy, psychedelic mm-hmm. thing going on, and it is... It is sort of a blissful. Yeah, I say tongue in cheek, but the whole the whole project is maybe a touch tongue in cheek and also a, a touch uh, gravely sincere. Yeah. Uh, so I'm I'm kind of playing with the duality. That's the whole concept of the album and the project is the fantasy and the reality, and the sort of melding of the two, um, where that uh, boundary uh, delineates fantasy from reality and the strange overlap and multi-dimensionality of the two things. Oh, so is that was that the plan from the start or did you sort of arrive somewhere near uh, there? That was sort of the the plan from the start. Yeah, I wanted to make um this is going back a few years, but I wanted to make music that was a little bit more uh what'd you say like idealistic and uh but I, I didn't want to approach dream pop music just from a totally sincere aesthetic way i wanted to have like a little bit of uh irony in there because uh that was the way i was raised everything uh, everything's better taken with a little bit of irony just a little dose just a little bit especially these days and invoking fantasy gardens is kind of the perfect way of doing that it's like shorthand for all of that yeah well that's why um i mean that's why I, i named the record that and uh it was 
I, I find the title to be a little bit uh, a little bit generic, and I thought for um, a moment, you know, should should I actually go through with calling the album this, or should I give it a slightly more evocative name? But uh, the Fantasy Gardens was a theme park in uh, in Richmond in the '80s and '90s, and uh, it was a place that I have some personal nostalgia for. I used to go there when I was a kid. They had a little little train. You could ride around, and it had one of the really? best potato sack slides, one of those tall yellow yeah. potato sack slides, um, and uh, flower garden, and a little European village, and uh, maybe some apple bobbing and other things. I'm not sure. I feel like Duncan, you probably uh, yeah, know it I grew up just down the street, mm-hmm. so yeah, it was this development, and it was meant to be like a small European village, right? Mm-hmm. Like the the native home of uh, former premier. Bill Vanderzam? Yeah, it was owned by Bill Vanderzam. And that's what I find so funny about it is that I have a lot of legitimate nostalgia for this uh, this kind of fake, sort of um, kitschy, uh, wannabe European pastoral village mm-hmm. um, out in, in Richmond and just kind of, at, I guess, kind of sort of rural area in Richmond. Um, but, uh, but then it got very entangled in BC politics and it actually brought down the uh, government who at that point had been in power for, I guess, about 40 years with a brief uh, um, respite in the, in the seventies. But uh, yeah, about 40 years of the social credit party and uh, Bill Vanderzam was uh, shamed and lost the premiership uh, to the NDP um, in the early nineties. Um, and the park closed in disgrace. And, uh, since then it's kind of sat derelict for, uh, about 15 years before it was bought up by a real estate company. And now it's a bunch of condos and a Loblaws and, uh, just gone and it's, uh, it's totally gone. I think they hung on to the facade of the, um, the, uh, windmill, it's iconic windmill, or maybe that <laughs> moved somewhere else. I think else. it's gone as well. I heard that it, I think it maybe moved somewhere else. Okay, that, uh, that would make sense. But uh, yeah, I tried to do a little bit of research just in case it <laughs> yeah, came, came out. out. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, got some some Zammer, Zam heads out there <laughs> criticizing your yeah. every fact check. Uh, but uh, I mean, that's sort of my, the story of Vancouver to me and my experience living here is that the things that you love will uh, get caught up in some kind of, political nonsense um that they will be kind of shut down for um bureaucratic reasons or uh, licensing reasons or just because of real estate uh developers moving in and deciding that they can do something better with the space and uh so now fantasy gardens is a big condo complex called the gardens and uh oh in reference to fantasy gardens yeah it's yeah. still like most things it still pays the most uh, superficial tribute the, to yeah. where it started yeah um but it's gone through a number of strange permutations along the way and so that was uh sorry that's a bit of a long explanation <laughs> <laughs> no it's uh, great i actually because i knew that fantasy gardens was a real place and it existed locally but i i did not know mm. the that history so i appreciate it yeah, well, I mean, I just love that concept, and so I, I thought I would name the album that because that's uh, that's sort of what I'm going for is uh, this idea of both a kind of beautiful, fantastic place that exists in its own idealized world, um, but then the 
unfortunate interface with reality and how these things can sort of fall apart when uh, faced when confronted by the realities of capitalism and mm -hmm. uh, corrupt politics. Mm -hmm. Well, that's beautiful. <laughs> yeah, I think it's fitting. It, it adds it's great context for me as just a fan of the album. Mm. Yeah. I think all the songs on the record, I think I approach the concept of fantasy in different ways. And some of these songs are quite old, but I'd say it's a generally unified thematic record where every song has some kind of fantasy uh, at the basis of, okay. uh, of what I'm singing about. You made it all yourself, too. Uh, well, I had help from a lot of people along the way. I, I, well, you did. You worked with Joe, and you worked. it was mixed by Loving in Victoria? Yeah, it was mixed by uh, Dave Perry, who plays guitar in Loving. Yeah. Um, wonderful band. Excellent wonderful band. People. Yeah, super um, great band. Mm -hmm. And it's also got, uh, it's got a lot of contributions from friends and, uh, and extremely talented people, way more talented musically than I am. People like... That's the way to go. People like Ridley, uh, Ridley Bishop, who plays mm -hmm. um, clarinet on one of the songs. It's um, basically one of the song, whole song belongs to Ridley. Uh, Ridley's work is great. I that uh, that like double album he put out mm. was that this earlier this year. Have you heard that, Duncan? Uh, yeah, I've heard. Uh, yeah, it's cool. It. It's, it's very cool. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ridley is extremely talented, and I'm very fortunate that they wanted to uh, be involved with. Uh, the record also played saxophone on another song and those are some of my highlights of the album um saxophone you say saxophone, saxophone. yes <laughs> uh, later later <laughs> please um also uh elan noon who, who's currently playing drums in loving um but uh he has a great project on his own um and he plays marimba that he actually got a degree in marimba in, from uvic and so I, while I had the opportunity, I really wanted to get him to play some marimba on the record. So that's featured on there. Plays a bit of piano on there as well. Um, yeah, and uh, a whole bunch of other people, members of the band, and uh, and other assorted local musicians. Lots of contribute contributors. To. Yeah. Yeah. If you were looking at the timeline of this album, what is like the earliest work that you did towards getting to this completed album? The earliest work I did was. Uh, the song Is It Alive, which I wrote in 2002. Um, on a wow. <laughs> I wrote that in a on a xylophone. Wow. And I really liked the melody and uh, always wanted to put it on a record. I always thought it was one of my best melodies, and I really, really wanted to put it on something. But I never really had the chance, and I was playing in sort of a garage um, kind of globalized pop rock band for a while called Rollmock and uh it just never seemed to fit with the style there so it kind of just I just put it on the demo pile through all that and then when I had this chance and I have lots of songs like this I still have a whole bunch of other songs from way back from that, that era maybe not quite that far back but uh, there's another song of uh, Montana which I used to play with Rollmock all the time in fact the whole second side of fantasy gardens is old Rollmock songs that i never got to put uh -huh. on anything that i had always wanted to and i decided to kind of re rejig them and uh and find a way to make them hopefully sound cohesive with the style of the record but uh but they are they definitely rep represent a different era of my songwriting than the first half of this record which are all from more recent years okay okay yeah it just goes so you can't the old demo pile, you know, you mm -hmm. can't throw anything away. You it, can't. It all just but sometimes you have to, otherwise you go a little insane. You have to be willing to 
um, yeah, to give up on ideas that don't work, even mm-hmm. if you love them. Yes, that's but, uh, that's the mission statement of the whole record. Yeah, uh, more or less. <laughs> sometimes, uh, sometimes the fantasy uh, isn't working out, and you have yeah. to just accept that it's just a beautiful dream. And uh, yeah, it's time to wake up. Yeah. Well, okay. On that note, do you want to you want to give us a song? Yeah, I'd love to play a song that's specifically about exactly that. Oh, uh, perfect. <laughs> okay, so we're gonna we're gonna do a little bit of. Uh, mixing on the fly here to get our levels but uh, but I think this will go great so let me okay alright whenever you're ready Patrick we, take it are away are good on the, on the mic? yeah we're good can I get a little bit in my headphones here? Um, a lot in my headphones. you should turn the, the knob up on the headphone amp just below there just crank it to the top uh, okay great yeah thank you here we go Checks out with the seraphim Paddles wrapped up in the wind Where lovers dream of being lonely Here she comes, the one and only A fortress dressed in skin and bone Her voice hangs on the telephone The party dies once you get there Sunlight withers in her hair Closer than the moon at night Arcadia is twice as lonely Vestiges of mirth and wonder Free yourself and last forever Go, oh, oh, it's a beautiful life Oh, 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 it's a beautiful life
that oh thanks i love hearing i love hearing alternate alternate versions you know yeah yeah what's what was that what was that one called that's called arcadia 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 yeah um and that's the first song on the record yeah it is uh i think kind of sets the scene for the the rest of the album and the thematic material involved therein yeah it's a great opener um shall i play maybe one more please yeah all right i'm gonna play a song from uh an older album and uh, i just did a new version of this which was inspired by uh joe hizashi who's known for the soundtracks of miyazaki films he did a soundtrack to this movie about um uh, blind surfers in the 80s called a scene at the sea it's directed by uh, beat takeshi one of the earlier beat takeshi movies and uh it has just this beautiful um Japanese approach to new age music so I was very inspired by that sound and so I took a song that I'd written previously for my last album which was called The Hard Part Begins Uh, I Mm -hmm. decided to reorchestrate that song as a tribute to this piece of Joe Hizashi music that I really love so I will give that a go the song is called God's Country okay here it is
storms about As you step out from the plaza You're in God's country now God's Country by uh, Gal Grayson. Thanks for indulging me on that one. That was lovely. Lovely. So pastoral. Like nice, really nice images. Mm. The empty highway. Yeah. It's, uh, I actually wrote that song just after watching The uh, Wicker Man. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Is that Nick Cage? Well, there's a remake with Nick Cage. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's, okay. Uh, <laughs> okay. It's, it's kind of a 70s um, English folk um not not really a horror movie thriller yeah it's a, like a bizarro thriller um from the 70s but it's uh 
uh, it has some strange folk music in it, specifically this one song uh, that uh, the drummer in my band, Nathan, uh, really got me into. I, just, I can't remember how the rest of the song goes, but it's like, uh-huh. corn rigs and barley rigs. <laughs> Anyways, I really wanted to write a folk song in the tradition of, uh, of that, which this is a little bit more subdued, but uh, um, it was originally a little bit more on the nose, and I wrote that song specifically about cults. and uh, Cults. About cults, yeah. Yeah. And then I tried to um, change a few of the lyrics because I found that it was a little bit too uh, barefaced and... Uh, I wanted it to uh barefaced how so just that the the lyrics were a little bit too uh like on the nose yeah they're too on the nose it was, it was too specific to the things that I was singing about so ah, I tried to yeah. uh, obscure it a, a little bit and uh, I would say that it's generally a song about America I also I wrote that at the end the final days of the 2016 uh, election oh dark uh, days. cycle and I felt very compelled to write about nationalism and uh some of the things that I had seen uh, specifically, uh, you know, I probably shouldn't say this on the air, That's but, okay. but uh, as of curiosity, for curiosity's sake, I went to a Trump rally, uh, down in Everett to kind of see what it was wow. like, uh, at, uh, ground zero. And, uh, um, it was a pretty, uh, pretty crazy circus down there. Wow. You uh, actually went to one, Hey, I, I did. Yes. And, uh, my girlfriend is very ashamed of the fact that I dragged her to that, and I'm, I'm, so, I'm sorry well, I shouldn't have said that on the air. You went for just just to check it out because it's it's a phenomena, you know. It's yeah. like, wow, that's wacky. Yeah, it. I mean, it. You feel pretty terrible on the inside, uh, you know, being a part of this, being a part of this scene because these are some really, like, angry people angry for some of the right reasons but their outlets are of course not uh not well chosen and uh yeah it was a very very strange experience and i suppose you know even though those aren't your politics that even just by adding to the critical mass of people there you are participating yes for sure right yeah definitely yeah and i acknowledge that and uh yeah i think there's probably a better way i could have approached that but uh, well sometimes yeah curiosity um, I don't know. Just for, just just to 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 bear witness to something that's happening, you know. I think it's, I I I think it's totally okay to go, just to see. Yeah, I I do, I do. Well, um, anyone who wants to uh, call into the program and take me to task yeah. on that one, uh, feel free. I was just gonna remind everyone the phone lines are open. The number six zero four eight two 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 four eight seven. Patrick is willing to take requests karaoke style. This is a rare opportunity, so please don't hesitate to call. I'm also willing to be castigated on air if you want to just call up and really like lay into me for whatever, you know, if you got anything on your mind whether it's about me specifically or just something I represent, you just feel free to really let me know. We have an open invitation to unburden yourself on pa- upon Patrick, whatever's on your mind. But keep um, it clean. This is uh, this campus radio. Well, hold on. There is You have a show in a couple days, yeah? I do. On Thursday, we're opening for uh, Jerry Paper. Who's Jerry Paper? Uh, he's sort of a, let's say, um, R&B electronic uh, weirdo. Is it local? No. Uh, I'm actually not sure where he's from. He's got okay. a very kind of... Montreal sound, but uh, yeah, he's uh, touring through town, and we'll be playing with him. It's the uh, second of and only 
of two uh, shows that I'm playing with my uh, full live band. I wanted to ask you about your live band. Yeah. Yeah. They're kind of scattered across the globe right now. Um, Our bass player, Ellis, is in town at the moment, but he's shortly returning to Montreal. Drummer is uh, Nathan, who's currently um, going to uh, Bauhaus University um, in Germany and uh, working over there. I think he'll be back sometime next year. but at the moment, yeah, everyone is kind of doing their own thing. I'm very lucky to have uh, Liz Horner, who's been playing uh, keyboards and singing with me. I was hoping she might be able to make it today, but uh, she's uh, working full-time um, in uh, nursing and counseling. and uh, She's busy. She's very, very busy, yeah. Um, I feel extremely privileged to uh, be able to perform with her. She used to play in my old band, uh, Rollmock, and... Uh, it's one of the kindest uh, and most dedicated people I know and uh, also has a beautiful voice and, uh, yeah, very lucky to be able to um, perform with her at the moment. These things, you know, as people get older, it's really hard to keep a band together. Oh, people yeah. have so many different commitments and things, so yeah. don't uh, don't expect that people will, you know, sacrifice too much of their lives to uh, help me produce these goofy songs. But, but doesn't it uh, feel good that you have people that are willing to do it oh it feels like, so good it's the best feeling in the world and just some of the nicest most wonderful people yeah. to be able to play music with them is real um yeah really a pure pleasure so uh quartet yeah quartet at quartet. the moment uh the, we've got one more show booked after this um which will just be liz and i um at we're playing the the fine show at uh, the lido at the end mm. of october and uh that we'll be doing in a similar style to what I'm playing right now, kind of a new mm-hmm. age interpretation of uh, some of the songs. Well, it's it's working really well for me. I'm I'm super into this sound. All right, great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, do you want to? Shall we go, give us another one? Yeah, I'll do one more from the new record, the Fantasy Gardens. A, yeah, in a different style. This great. song is called "Today or Tomorrow," mm-hmm. and I wrote it about the big one. Um, I was really trying to, I was really fixated on the, the earthquake that I remember. The big one. The, yeah, the big one. The impending big one. The impending big one that I remember when I was in grade two, they told us within 30 years there would be the big one. What and a thing to tell a grade two class. Yeah, hey? I've hung on to that. And, you know, I you know it's kind of embarrassing to give this away, but it's been about 30 <laughs> years since then. <laughs> uh, and... Uh, yeah, the big one hasn't struck, and I'm, you know, I keep hearing um, extended projections of when that big one is going to hit. Mm-hmm. Um, I hear numbers like 50% chance in the next 50 years, things like that. Yeah. I, I don't know what to believe. But, like, what do you, what do you, how do you prepare for the big one? You know, it's like, it's like its name alone implies mm-hmm. that you cannot prepare you for prepare the for big that. one. So, so this is how I prepare for it. <laughs> this song isn't really specifically about the big one in the end, but it's kind of about how, uh, Got to just keep on keeping on, (laughs) keep on keeping on because, you know, everything is the big one's going to hit sooner or later. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. well, that's that's great. That's great context. Uh, You ready? All right. Take it away. Thank you. 
Big one, yeah, the big one. It's coming. <laughs> I don't know, maybe, maybe not. In my I, I, uh, well, I, I, I really like that tune. And I, you know, I, I remember those words. It's gonna be today or tomorrow. Like that it has a whole new meaning for me now. Yeah, yeah. Um, you've got, a, you've got a, you've got quite a, a vocal range. You're like a true, like you are a baritone, but you, you get, you can get up. Yeah, upper registers. Uh, I like to sing a lot of karaoke. Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know. Speaking of which, if you would like to hear Patrick <laughs> sing karaoke, you've got about 10 minutes left, 604-822-2487 to make a request. Yeah, I'll, I'll sing anything if I know the basic melody. If you want to call in, <laughs> we'll, give it, we'll give it a shot. Um, yeah, wow. I, I'm, I'm really enjoying like hearing these songs uh, uh, so intimately and so stripped down. And, mm. uh, the, the Casio sounds... Casio sounds nice. Lovely. Yeah. They always do, you mm. know? This is a special Casio. Yeah. This one, I really, uh, I really think it's got, uh, it's got a real range. You can kind of 
play with the little um, uh, envelope of the sound and, and stuff. Mm. Uh, it has a little bit more variety to the tones than some of the other Casios. A friend, a good friend of mine who plays in a local band called Plastroid, he lent me his like modular synthesizer for the week, and mm -hmm. I've been trying to make sense of it. It's like major, like it's all patch bay, like uh -huh. it's crazy. I, I don't know anything. Neither do <laughs> no I. Neither do I. I just, uh, but it's it's that's a fun experience, man. Just sitting in front of this machine that like has a mind of its own and a soul of its own. But it's funny how like I like these. Even electronic instruments seem to have their own character and spirit. It's like as individuals, especially these vintage mm -hmm. circuits that uh, you know the transistors age and they they take on different vibes. You know? Definitely, yeah. yeah. Well, do you want to? Yeah. I mean, we've got. Should, we, should I do one more? I would love it if you did. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Are you down? Yeah, I might try uh, uh, this a more upbeat song, uh, okay. which is also from. The previous record, not from this one. I mean, okay. I, could, I could play another one from the new record. Does that make? Would you prefer that? I one? love. I mean, I'm honestly, Fantasy Gardens has been in my like my super heavy rotation for the last um, mm. three weeks. So, but don't do it so for me. This isn't it. about I, me. I, I'm gonna play. I'm gonna play an older one. Yeah, yeah. I, I wanna. I wanna try this one out. Play an old one. This could yeah. be. I'm not sure that I really have a great handle on this, but let's. Uh, okay. Um. And it might need a little bit of uh, careful mixing on the okay, should I, fly. Should I bring something up or down? I'm going to bring the backing track down a little bit on my computer okay. here. So we'll see if it balances out. Uh, let's see. Okay, here we go. All right. This song is called uh, Witness.
Oh yeah. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for letting me do that. Thank you. Are you kidding me? I'm this is this is I do like one of these a week and this is probably one of my most memorable sessions that I've ever done. Oh, thanks. Absolutely. We've never done one in Studio A like this. Yeah. I'm having a great time. Oh, I I'm really glad to hear that. <laughs> I really um, wanted to play that song because I practiced the keyboard part. That that last like arpeggiated <laughs> bit at the end. Yeah. It was a little tricky. I learned it I learned it just for this, so I wanted to make sure that I had a chance to show my chops. You nailed it. And then I noticed that like you were doing it. And then you must have pre-recorded it because then you moved to a different part, but it continued on. Yeah, I kind of doubled everything in and, there. But cool. I'm, I'm trying to play over top of that whilst, uh, you know. Re- well, you kind of blew my mind for a second because I was like, oh, he's this Casio can loop too. I thought like, yeah, nah. that would, that's way too uh, ahead of its time. Yeah. If only, yeah. Well, um, Patrick, that that that's it for us. We're out of time. Um, thank you so much for making the trip. Absolutely, yeah. And thanks for the record. It's it really is fantastic. It's been charting in the top ten ever since it came out. Uh, Patrick is playing uh, October third, which is Thursday. This is like the day after tomorrow. The day after tomorrow, yeah. At the Biltmore Cabaret, mm-hmm. full band. Yeah, uh, Nathan just flew in from Germany. I was supposed to pick him up at the airport at the same time as the show, so I'm sorry poor, he had to, <laughs> poor to, Nathan. had to take the SkyTrain. Um, uh, oh, I have one more question for you. Where can people find you doing karaoke around town? What's your favorite, what's your favorite <laughs> spot? Gosh, these days, um, I'm out of practice. I was living uh, abroad for a little while, and I got really uh, – I was really seduced by the um, – the international karaoke scene, especially in uh, Japan. Oh, I was going to say, were you in Japan? I was in Japan. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And it's been a bit of a, a shock having to come back to these public karaoke mm-hmm. situations where you have to wait two hours. But I also, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a whole other whole other animal. I've been dying to do a, a like a private booth karaoke session mm-hmm. with some pals. I've been, is there anywhere around town where you can do that? There is on Denman Street. Uh, I forget what it's called. In the West End? Uh, yeah. Um Oh, Fantasia or something, something like that. Um, cool. Yeah, you can do it, but it's, it's very popular. I've shown up a couple times. I've been able to get a room. To get a room. Yeah. I'm. I've been really uh, into the uh, Guys and Dolls karaoke recently. Cool. Um, at the Guys and Dolls Bar in and Broadway, which it's uh, a billiards place, right? It's a billiards place, but it seems to have a second life. It's been really hopping every time I've been in there recently, and they also have um, one of the less in-demand karaoke places that still has. Uh, Lots of uh, local kooks showing up right and uh, doing their. Oh, you know what? Sorry, if we have t- we got time, time. Yeah, I just want to say the best karaoke place uh-huh. is the Admiral Pub in Burnaby. That's, okay, that's my favorite karaoke spot because that it's karaoke on Monday nights. Um, I'm a temporarily a vegetarian, yeah, so, but uh, they have the uh, they have this amazing deal of like a seven dollar Thanksgiving turkey dinner. 
uh, every every Monday. I think it's like three dollar fifty cent red striped beer and a seven dollar Thanksgiving turkey dinner, and uh, they have karaoke where it's uh, kind of feels like karaoke on a cruise ship. Um, there's no really? there's no there's no one under fifty there to like kind of ruin the vibe. I mean, I realize I'm now inviting. Uh, everybody to to check it out, but yeah. like it's uh, it's people who are very passionate about their song choices, and it's almost strictly ballads. People only sing uh, yeah. the slow jams, uh, and there's a lot of like old kind of country crooners and okay. uh, a lot of like '80s um, power ballads. Yeah, um, I'm about. I mean, we're I'm a ballad I'm a ballad guy too. So mm-hmm. I, I, I I bet you are too. Another thing that's wonderful about it is that everyone who sings karaoke is automatically entered into a draw, and at the end of the night, two people win uh, $50. Oh, that's uh, great. Pull pull a name out of a hat, and so you might win a bunch of money just for showing up. That's at the Admiral in Burnaby. Yeah. Okay, and a $7 turkey dinner, $3 red stripes, which is a great beer. Yeah, it's a personal favorite. Um, Yeah. I haven't actually been in a while, so it's possible inflation has hit. Uh, I don't want to, you know. Sure. Okay, brace for an extra, you know, buck or two for the turkey. But uh, yeah, that's a, that's a great karaoke. That's a great time out just in general. If yeah. You want to have fun with your friends. Admiral Pub. All right. Those are all solid tips. Thank you for uh, thanks for sharing your, your karaoke secrets <laughs> with us, Patrick. Um, yeah. The album's Fantasy Gardens by, uh, by Gal Grayson shows October 3rd at the Biltmore. Uh, I'll see you there. Um, Patrick, thanks for coming. Thanks a lot, Jasper. I had a lot of fun.